in Europe between the Roman legions and the later rise of the Crusades. But it was a lot more complicated than that and a lot more interesting. In fact, many of the things people believe about the Vikings just aren't true. For example, they did not drink out of the skulls of their enemies. And the toast in Swedish skull is not the word for skull because of that. They didn't wear giant horns on their helmets. Those iconographic horns that everyone loves about the Vikings were invented by the costume designers for Wagner's ring cycle in the 19th century. Though it's a little more complicated than that too. But this course is not going to be just about debunking Viking myths for a couple reasons. The first and most important of which is that if you just go around debunking people's myths, then those people have set the agenda. They make you decide what you want to talk about, and I'd rather investigate the really remarkable things about the Vikings, not just tell you most of what you think you know about the Vikings is wrong. And secondly, most of what you think you know about the Vikings isn't really wrong. It's just part of the picture. The Vikings contributed to culture, they contributed to art, they contributed to literature in an enormous way, and in fact, when you trace back the history of Europe, an enormous amount of European history is built upon the things that the Vikings accomplished. So if you only picture long ships in the sunset and hairy guys with horns on their helmets chopping up monks and nuns and burning things, you're not getting the full picture. The reality of medieval Scandinavia and the spread of the Vikings throughout Europe and across the seas is much more fascinating than the horns, though I love the horns. I'm not trying to downplay, by the way, the military power of the Vikings, and I don't want you to think that their neighbors didn't think that they were furious and that you needed to be afraid of the fury of the Norsemen. But a better description would be that the Vikings were disciplined were excited by the prospect of successful warfare. But I don't think they were angry, any more than wolves get angry at the sheep that they eat. The sheep have different feelings, though. The Carolingian monk Alcuin, whose name is Alcuina in Anglo-Saxon, was sort of the minister of education for the great French leader Charlemagne. Charlemagne brought Alcuin over to England from the city of York and asked him to set up the educational system. And Alcuin said, It is some 350 years that we and our forefathers have inhabited this lovely land. He's talking about Britain. And never before in Britain has such a terror appeared as this we have now suffered at the hands of the heathen. Nor was it thought possible that such an inroad from the sea could be made. Well, those people, whoever Alcuin's talking about, might have not thought that any inroads could ever be made from the sea, but boy were they wrong, perhaps so wrong as to be stupid. And when Alcuin wrote that letter, the Vikings were just getting started. By the end of the Viking period, they hadn't just sacked islands off the coast of England and coastal monasteries. They'd traveled down into the Mediterranean and sacked cities in Italy. They'd reached Byzantium. They'd crossed the Atlantic Ocean all the way to Newfoundland. So from their beginnings in Norway, Denmark, and Sweden, they had colonized much of the northern world, including most of Germany and a large part of France. They owned the Orkney Islands. They owned lots of Scotland. Dublin was the Viking capital of Ireland, and the Vikings controlled much of the rest of the country. 
They controlled the Shetland Islands, the Faroe Islands. They had a colony in Greenland. They traveled into Russia and built Kiev and other cities. And probably the most telling thing, when William the Conqueror, or as we Anglo-Saxonists like to call him, William the Bastard, because he was in multiple ways, when William the Conqueror took over England in 1066, this was not the victory of the French. This was the victory of a bunch of Vikings who had settled in northern France about 150 years before and were speaking French, but were still Vikings. That's why the area that they inhabited was called Normandy and why they were called the Normans. They were the Northmen. They were Vikings. By the way, when William did conquer England, he defeated kings who were Danish as well as English, because they were conquering English too. This was really what this was all about. It was not the Vikings fighting everyone else. It was not the French overcoming the English.